You're listening to the Big Reviewski on Joe with Chicago Town. Pizza? Yeah, we go to town on it. Hello and welcome to the Big Review Ski with Chicago Town Pizza. My name's Owen, there's Rory, and if you're looking for some brilliant recommendations of brand new movies and shows to watch, we have got you covered. We're going to be taking a look at some of the biggest new cinema releases, our favourite trailer from the last week, and some excellent new TV shows that you can watch on the small screen at home. And, Rory, are the rumours true? Do we have a big guest on today's show? We do. You'll have to watch the entire episode to get to it, but uh, it's, it's, it's a good one. It's... It's one to be excited about, I think. Yeah, for sure. Okay, nice teasing there from Rory. Um, Now, we kick off every show with a bit of amazing movie news. Mm. And Tom Hanks, you've heard of him, yes? I have indeed, yeah. Officially the nicest man in Hollywood. Everybody wants him to be your daddy, your uncle, your best friend forever. But he is in the news this week. It's not about casting news. It's not about him, you know, working on a brand new project or anything like that. It's because he has put something up for sale. Rory, are you a fan of movie memorabilia? Massively. Now, I'm curious. Tom Hanks, is he selling an Oscar? Oh, that would be nice. Is he selling... Like an original script for Splash or something. You would definitely, you'd spend a fortune on that, wouldn't you? I'd bankrupt He's both actually, of us for that, for that script. <laughs> well, the reason, um, first of all, we know we've talked about our love for Tom Hanks previously. And after nearly 30 years of owning this particular piece of movie memorabilia, he's putting it up for sale this week. He is putting to auction his home away from home. It's his movie set trailer. This thing is an absolute beast. So I'm going to get the the official name of it here. This is his Airstream Model 34 travel trailer, personally designed by Tom Hanks. So he bought it back when he was filming Sleepless in Seattle. And for every film that he's made, while based in America, over the past nearly 30 years, he's used it. So this has accompanied him uh, like for Forrest Gump and films like Apollo 13 and The Green Mile. So he used to invite his co-stars around and they used to watch movies here. So this is a phenomenal piece of equipment. But after all these years, he's deciding uh, to give it up, but for a fair chunk of money. Um, any guesses as to how much this might possibly be? I know you said you're a collector yourself, so yeah. do you think you could afford this one? Well, I, it, I think the biggest qualifier of how much it will cost is, did he have it when he was making Splash? Oh, no, you're obsessed with that film, <laughs> The You and Mermaid. Um, no, this was actually purchased after... Do you know what? He that probably no bought this with his... No interest. Oh, God. Okay, well, I hope everyone else is interested. He probably bought it with his splash money. Um, It's got a couple of key features. As I said, he designed it personally. Mm. Um, He's also signed the interior as well, which you can count it as vandalism or, uh, you know, as as an autograph to cherish forever. But my favorite part is the bathroom where he has installed proper Hollywood lights uh, around the mirror for whenever he was obviously doing his makeup uh, on those films as well. And if nothing else... Can you believe, like, Tom Hanks took a poop in that toilet, probably multiple <laughs> poops over the years, which is worth the money alone. It's actually going up for sale at a minimum price of $150,000, all the way up to... That's they're expecting less than a bit of around, Well, they're going all the way up to a quarter of a million, which is pretty hefty chunk of cash. Anyway. I think if you took that trailer and put it in, like, Dublin 6, someone would probably ask for, like, a million for it. 
Actually, yeah, Tom Hanks should be selling his amazing trailer uh, in the middle of Dublin to make some proper money mm. on it. But that's uh, that's our Tom Hanks story this week. It's up for sale this week, so you can log on to... Uh, what's the point of logging on? You probably don't have the money. You're never going to get that trailer. But it's uh, Bonham's uh, Auctioneers, and they're going to be selling it this week. So best of luck uh, to Tom. But enough about him now. It's on to our brand new movie releases this week. Uh, we've got some excellent choices for you. What's up first, Rory? Up first is Free Guy, the new big budget action comedy starring Ryan Reynolds. It is the reason why later on we'll be talking to director Sean Levy because he directed this. And I know he's directed some stuff that you love on the Night at the, Tril- Night at the Trilogy. No, Night at the Museum Trilogy. Night at the Trilogy Museum. It's a museum <laughs> solely dedicated to trilogies. It's a great museum. Uh, the Lord of the Rings exhibition is just, it's just <laughs> great. But uh, yeah, Stunning. so he's co-starring in this with Taika Waititi, uh, Jodie Comer, just some really, really funny people. Uh, he plays a video game character who slowly realises that he is a video game character and kind of wants out and wants to see the world beyond the digital world that's created around him. Um, it's very funny. It's surprisingly, you know when you you hear like, oh, it's a family-friendly movie and it's probably going to be yeah, you know, aimed more at the kids. I was just surprised at how many really funny, more adult-aimed jokes there were in this. Uh, it, it's surprisingly dark in places, but in a, but like in a really, really funny way. Not in a way that the kids are going to be upset, but in a way that they won't get the joke. But the adults with the kids definitely will get the joke. Guy, there is no easy way to say this. This world, it's a video game. You're not real. And the guy responsible for this world is going to destroy it. You've met God? Yes, he's an absolute troll. Trolls exist. Yeah, so it's it's one of the better examples of movies that are kind of based on video games, even though this isn't really based on a video game. Uh, and Ryan Reynolds, as always, is just one of the most charming, funny, like really fantastic screen presences in Hollywood and he nails that uh, kind of childlike innocence of someone who doesn't fully appreciate or understand the world or how violent the world he's in uh, yeah really really recommended it one of the one of the more entertaining big bludge uh, blockbusters of 2021 so far yeah, I can't wait to see it because, as you said, I love Ryan Reynolds. Um, the premise is just brilliant. I was obsessed with games like Grand Theft Auto uh, growing up. So this looks like the perfect kind of taking the mick out of that premise. And mm. Jodie Comer is just excellent uh, in everything that she's in. So no, it looks like, just basically looks like a whole lot of fun. Yeah, highly recommend it. Excellent. Now, you mentioned darker films there as well. Yeah. Um, I said, I like big, sunny, funny ones. That's good. You know me, I'm a little bit nervous when it comes to slightly more a scary films, <laughs> but uh, just a just a, scoot, just a teeny tiny bit. But what's our second film this week? The second one is a sequel to what I think many people believe is one of the better horror films, better original horror films that we've had in the last decade or so. It came out in 2016, the original Don't Breathe. Now, remind me, did you see that one? I did on your recommendation actually and I want to both thank you and curse you for doing that because as you said it's such a tense Mm. horror film and it's the kind of thing that it's like it's like going for a run you feel better after you've done it but you don't want to do it at the very very start so um no I loved I I actually I actually loved uh Don't Breathe when I saw it yeah so this is the kind of it's surprising how long it's taken for the sequel to come because the first one was a very small budget and it was actually a massive block 
blockbuster at the box office. Um, Stephen Lang is back as the kind of the blind recluse who has a very violent history and proves to be uh, handy in a fight despite not being able to see you know, any of his surroundings. Uh, the director, Fede Alvarez, is back as a writer and a producer, I think, but the guy who wrote the first one is directing this one. It's not me you need to be scared of, little girl. But the man standing next to you. Now, I don't know who he is, but I know who he's not. Should I tell her or you? And in this, we find that Stephen Lang's character is kind of having to deal with some of the actions in his own past. Cards on the Table wasn't shown to Irish press before it hit the cinema, so I have no idea if it's any good. I haven't seen it. Other critics in Ireland and the UK, and as far as I'm at the time recording around the world, haven't seen it. Usually not a good sign, or it's a sign that it's got a really interesting twist that nobody wants the world to know about yet. So it will depend. We're not recommending this one. We're just saying it's out. So the rest is up to you. Which is, we're just saying it exists. Yes. It's there if you want to go and see it. Okay, fair enough. Excellent. Now I'm going to take over um, preview duties here because I know <laughs> gaming is your area of expertise. Sure. Horror is your area of expertise. Yeah. But uh, children's cartoons are most definitely <laughs> mine. And the other big release this week is Paw Patrol, the movie. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol. Now, Paw Patrol has been, uh, the TV series has been on repeat in my house through no choice of mine uh, for roughly the last year and a half. And do you know how much goddamn time that is in doggy years? Oh, do you, it's, do you, it's, is this one of those blink twice if you need help kind of situations? Yeah, pretty much. Please <laughs> send help. Come and rescue me. So anybody who is familiar uh, with the Paw Patrol universe, this is the big screen adaptation. It's whenever uh, everybody's favorite uh, rescue gang of pups goes from Adventure Bay into Adventure City because the evil, evil, he's such a nasty guy, Mayor Humdinger, um, is up to no good. I know, Roy, you're familiar with all of these characters mm. like Chase and Rubble and sure, Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so all the all the favourites are in there. Now, there actually is an amazing description of the film and it's worth getting here because Variety, whenever they were reviewing the film, uh, actually gave it a really good one and uh, this was their description of it. So, First responders and working class heroes band together against political corruption and environmental disaster in this gripping, inspiring animated thriller. Now, I was going to go and see it anyway. Animated but I'm thriller. Already sold. It's a stuff for kids. Animated thriller. Yeah, have you seen the trailer? Like, look at that footage. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's incredibly, incredibly gripping. So that is actually out now. It's just been released this week, so you can go and see and uh, Paw Patrol the movie on the big screen. Aren't there very famous people doing voices in this one? Isn't it like Kim Kardashian and Ronan Keating? I know they're not exactly the same level. And someone who I think... <laughs> only got the job because of his name, Dax Shepard. Dax Shepard, yeah, obviously they, they tied that in with, mm. uh, yeah, the dog-related puns. And that, that's, are you saying that's the extent of Dax Shepard's talent, essentially? Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But yeah, Dax Shepard, isn't it as well? Along with Kim Kardashian, Jimmy Kimmel, and a whole host of other like famous cameos, and also Ronan Keating. So, Paw Patrol, the movie, uh, out this week. 
Now, last week, we picked out an amazing trailer that had been released. It was House of Gucci. I'm still <laughs> coming to terms with the beautifulness of that one. But what have we got for this week's favourite trailer, Roy? This week, we've got Dope Sick, which is one, I think, of the most anticipated new limited series that's coming uh, later this year. I'm going to do Rabbit Ears because the uh, the actual release date is still TPC for this side of the Atlantic. But the trailer dropped just earlier this week. It's coming from, I think he's won more than one Oscar, director Barry Levinson. So he's the guy who did like Rain Man and Good Morning America. He's done some like really, really big movies back in the day. Uh, And I think this is like his first proper big kind of limited series thing for television. And he's got like an insane cast. It's like, I've I've got it written down because there's too many. So, Michael. Read it. I'm going to. Michael Keaton. Peter, uh, Peter Sarsgaard, Will Poulter, Rosaria Dawson, Michael Stuhlberg, Ka- uh, Caitlin Deaver, who I think is like one of those up-and-comers that has been cast in everything this year. It's to do with the opioid crisis in the States, uh, specifically OxyContin, which was uh, kind of sold as the biggest kind of cure-all painkiller. Uh, and a couple of years later, we realize it's uh, it's far more addictive than either the people who made it or sold it or were selling it on to the doctors who were then sending it along to their patients. Was anyone was aware, aware again, rabbit ears or knew or was willing to <laughs> admit. But it looks uh, it looks like one of those kind of brilliantly tense based on a true story drama thrillers that uh will everyone will be will be talking about it has like a sicario vibe to it it's it's it, it just everything about it just seems so prestigious and the kind of show that come next year when the golden globes and the emmys and all those are listing out their nominations it'll just be like drowning in potential awards uh yeah the trailer or the trailer makes it look like a brilliant thriller uh, as well I'm kind of hoping that because Michael Keaton seems a bit annoyed in the trailer mm. because of the events that have gone on that this maybe drives him into become like an older version of Batman just everything he's in I'm hoping he dons the suit again so you never know you might see Batman at some point in this but that's dope sick yeah so it's landing in Hulu in the states which we don't have over here this October and usually the way it works is once it's run its course in the states we will then get it within a week or two so the general consensus is that we'll have it here on disney plus either december or january uh, in the next few months this new miracle drug oxycontin you will be the largest sales force in pharmaceutical history make your doctors feel special take them to expensive dinners bribe the receptionist with a mani-pedi whatever it takes to win their trust your most effective talking point are these magic words. Less than 1% of people get addicted to Oxycon. That's not possible. Excellent stuff. You can check out the full trailer for Dope Sick. It's up on joe.ie as well. Now it's time for some of the best recommendations of things for you to check out at home. Um, so Roy, I know you've picked out a few here, but I'm very excited personally about the first one because um, for anybody that hasn't heard the big review ski before, myself and Roy are two massive Marvel fans. You can check out our TBR spotlight deep dive into Loki and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier there as well. But we do have a brand new Marvel show coming out this week. Yeah, so we've We've got What If, which is coming every Wednesday for the next, I think, six Wednesdays on Disney+. And it's an animated series that tells a few different kind of parallel timeline stories, which sets up 
Stuff within the MCU that we all know very well already, but changes one tiny detail, which then causes the story as we know it to go off in a different direction. So the very first episode, no spoilers, it's in the trailer, is what if Peggy Carter got the super serum instead of Steve Rogers? How would that alter the course of history within the MCU as we know it? Who are you? The name's Captain Carter. So every episode kind of deals out a different parallel story to one that we have already seen. Apparently some of them could be expanded upon and made a bigger part of the MCU as we know it, because uh, from having seen Loki and WandaVision and some of the plots that we already know from the new Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, the multiverse and all that stuff is definitely going to play a big part in the future of the MCU. I've seen the first three episodes and they're good but none of them have blown me away yet. Uh, I wasn't far into WandaVision before I loved it. I wasn't far into Loki before I loved it. I thought Falcon and Winter Soldier was, was good. This is more, uh, it's good as well. Uh, <laughs> now, not to say that a later episode won't completely blow us all away, but the first three are, is, is good. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Well, the one I'm looking forward to the most is the fact that it's, uh, I think it's Chadwick Boseman, one of his final performances, obviously a voice performance here uh, with the animation because he teams up with Michael Rooker in the in a version of the Peter Quill Guardians of the Galaxy storyline where he becomes a Ravager. Mm. So as you said, just one tiny little detail changed from what we do know already from the MCU. So even again, that it's a really strong idea. It gives you lots of stuff to play with. So um, that's one particular episode that I'll be looking forward to. So I don't care how good or eh, it's good you say it is. I'm going to watch it anyway. What else have we got? Well, the next one we've got is Brand New Cherry Flavor, I believe it's called. Uh, I keep forgetting and keep getting the title wrong. I know cherry's in there, but I'm pretty sure it's Brand New <laughs> Cherry Flavor. You said you could hurt someone for me. What did he do to you? This world is predators and prey. You took the only thing I care about. Say what you want. And I want to set his life on fire. It stars Rosa Salazar, who people might know from Elisa Battle Angel. It stars Catherine Kinnear, who is just a fantastic actress, but most people might know her from being that creepy teacup lady in Ghetto. And Manny <laughs> yeah. Jacinto, who you might know from being in The Good Place. Um, the early reviews for this have compared it to a David Lynch horror movie. It is a limited series on Netflix. Uh, eight episodes. I think they run from about half an hour, which I love on Netflix because sometimes Netflix is like, you all get 70 minutes per episode. And you're like, no, please, God. This one's just, it can, it can go from between 30 to like 50 minutes per episode, which I'm fine with. But it is a 90 set darkly comic horror about a filmmaker who's played by Salazar, who wants to become kind of a, a big hit in Hollywood. And she's kind of done over by a nasty producer. So she hires a local witch to put a curse on him. And if you've ever made the mistake of putting a curse on someone with a witch, there are ramifications. And it being in Hollywood and it being in the 90s and this being a movie. No, it's not a movie. This being a limited series, the ramifications are very cinematic. Excellent. It sounds amazing. Also, too scary for me. So good luck to you. But yeah, no, uh, the trailer looks phenomenally creepy. And as you said, that combo uh, sounds like they're going to make it a lot of fun as well. And last but not least, I love the look of this brand new film, um, Boss Level, starring Frank Grillo. And he's kind of got that... Uh, 
cult following. It's like no matter what, he pops it up and he, like he'll make massive uh, blockbuster entertainments where he's in like the MCU as well, mm-hmm. or he'll just pop up in like really uh, like kind of B movie, low budget kind of films as well. But this one, uh, what is it like? It's Groundhog Day mixed with taken mixed with just like the action of john wick yeah like i i i enjoyed the the similarities because we have free guy which is essentially a very similar story to this except this one is the very adult version of it he is a special forces guy who realizes he's been killed over and over again so we've seen this plot before in groundhog day kind of edge of tomorrow for sure and there's a horror movie called happy death day which was the same, you're being, you're being forced to relive the day you've been killed over and over again. Except he's a special forces guy who gets into a lot of huge action set pieces over the course of the film, trying to figure out why he's been killed, trying to figure out why he's able to relive the same day over and over again. I don't know how this is possible. But I keep repeating the same day. As many times as I've seen this happen to my apartment, I still can't help but think I'm never, ever getting my security deposit back. It's from director Joe Carnahan, who directed The Grey, which I absolutely loved. Uh, He also did The A-Team, which was better than I think people give it credit for. And he's done some other stuff. uh, 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 This was meant to be his big action-y comeback to the big screen then the pandemic happens, so it's going straight to Prime Video, uh, so you can watch that at home from Friday the 13th. Uh, and it also has Mel Gibson and Naomi Watts in it, so it's got a very big cast, great director, big action set pieces, and if you have Prime Video, it's free to watch. Excellent. There's actually a bit that I love in the trailer. You know in Groundhog Day, whenever Bill Murray takes the time to learn about French poetry mm. and learns to play the piano, and he's unbelievable. In this film, slightly different tone, Frank Grillo learns how to use a samurai sword to kill his enemies. So he's obviously putting his repeated time to good use, but I'm all here for that. Now it's time for everybody's favourite brand new feature, and by everybody, of course, I mean me, probably, and Rory, maybe, not after, sort not after of. last week. It's... Well, I'm about to reveal the result of last week's pizza and a movie poll. So every week, uh, myself and Rory are going to go head to head, give you one recommendation that you can watch at home. It's something new that's been added to Disney Plus or Netflix or Amazon or something that's just on your TV uh, that you can watch at home with a delicious Chicago Town pizza. So last week, I went for Matilda and Rory, you went for Troy. And I know we said it was about the movie, but it was really about who people loved more. And it seems, I'm just going to bring up the, the result here. In which would you choose in pizza in a movie to watch? Matilda came in with a whopping 61%. Yeah. And Troy failed miserably with 39%. Uh, have you anything to say for yourself? Yeah. Who, who, won, who won the 2016 US presidential election? What? Oh, ah, come I'm on. just saying. Sometimes the public, the public make mistakes. <laughs> is what I'm saying. How? So dare the, you? The vote is wrong, and I'm up. not going to go in and get it like I need a recount or it's rigged or anything. I demand no a one. Mm-hmm. Listen, we're all <laughs> one mistake, and that was the one they got to make. So they need to uh, correct themselves this week for our pizza and movie section. 
Okay, I can't believe you're threatening the audience, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm comparing my choice of Matilda to the election of Donald Trump, but hey, that's fine. Okay, so a chance to redeem yourself. Um, I did let you go first, and you know what? That worked well as a tactic for me <laughs> last week, so I'm going to throw to you after you, Roy. What film are you choosing for pizza in a movie this week? Well, I'm not really one to break with tradition, so this week I'm going to pick a movie that is fronted by Brad Pitt, that is, he has, he is surrounded by beautiful people and it involves him trying to get into a location that he shouldn't be going into much like Troy but in this is it's Ocean's Eleven so yeah like I if if people don't pick Brad and Gorgeous George and Julia and Andy Garcia and Matt Damon robbing three casinos in Las Vegas in what is maybe one of the most purely entertaining movies of all time, and it's just been added to both Netflix and Prime Video this week. I don't know what to tell you. I, but like, I do know America <laughs> didn't give Trump a second term, so this is <laughs> this is it bodes well for me. You're really leaning into that comparison, mm. and I love how you've uh, you're just relying on Brad Pitt and his beautiful friends again. But that's fair; it's 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 a good move. I like it. And again, Ocean's Eleven. This is where I have to be. I have to be careful that I'm not tempted to again pick your mm. choice because I absolutely love that film as well. Okay, so great shout, Ocean's Eleven. Um, the film that I have chosen, it's also just been recently added to Netflix. And in fact, I watch with a pizza over the weekend, just gone by there. Oh, what kind of and pizza? And it is so good. It was Chicago okay. Pizza. Obviously, there are no other pizzas. <laughs> All right, come on, get with the program. In 1996, this film was released. It's a mystery murder, uh, legal courtroom drama slash thriller. So it's got this lovely mix of genres in there. It stars an incredible performance uh, in his very first film uh, from Ed Norton, um, this was, you know, obviously he's a massive star now and director in his own right. But this was the very first time people had seen him up on the big screen. And uh, he's obviously one bit part of that cast. But you've also got Richard Gere, like doing his most Richard Gere heartthrob performance, like during the 90s. Uh, Laura Linney, stunning performance in what could be a really kind of simplistic role. But obviously it's Laura Linney, so she makes it amazing. And also for anyone who's a fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it's got Captain Raymond Holt. Uh, I know he's got a real name in real life as well, but I'm just going to call him Captain Holt uh, for most of the time. It's Andre Brower. But uh, so he's in it as a private detective as well. So this holds up incredibly well. If you've seen it already, um, you're going to love rewatching it. And if you've never seen it, you're in for a treat. So my choice uh, for Pizza the Movie this week is Primal Fear. Um, are you a fan of that film? Have you seen it? Or are you just going to pick my one? I've seen it once, like, back in the day I think and I haven't seen it again I know it is like one of those really good not political legal thrillers that is very twisty turny and it helps that it's got like really good actors in it and I think Norton was nominated for his role if I remember correctly was. Mm -hmm. uh, for the supporting actor so yeah like that's 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 on Netflix it's just been added is that right yeah so yeah 100% I, I have yeah. to watch your one 
<laughs> Swapsies. Okay. Uh, so those are our choices for for Pete's in the movie. We'll stick them up uh, online on Instagram as well, so you can uh, cast your vote over there, and I'll happily uh, go tunnel into the lead. Now, <laughs> looking forward to the results on next week's show already. Um, we should do like a little head to head table, uh, not to make a huge competition no. out of it, but uh, you know, if someone's winning, they're they're winning. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, that's a wrap on this week's show. We still have our big guest to come, but thank you everybody for watching. Uh, thank you everyone for listening as well you subscribe to the show uh that sounds like i'm telling you you can subscribe to the show uh on the joe.ie youtube page or wherever you get your podcasts as well thank you to rory thank you to everybody behind the scenes working unbelievably hard uh and thank you to chicago town pizza and okay rory take it away sean levy what are you talking to him about well we're talking about his new blockbuster free guy but specifically this bit is how difficult it was for him to rein in Ryan Reynolds, because like I mentioned, we know him from Deadpool, we know him from Blade Trinity, we know he can be very adulty funny, uh, whereas Free Guy is a family-friendly movie, so he has to sometimes remind Ryan Reynolds that he isn't Wade Wilson in everything. So uh, it's a very funny chat about uh, director Sean Levy having to kind of corral him back to PG-13 territory. But you can also check out the entire interview. It's up on Joe's YouTube page where he also talks about those Deadpool 3 rumours uh, and the very interesting surprise cameo from someone who hasn't been seen on the big screen in years. Uh, and when you do go see this film, you'll be like, oh, I miss them so much. So do go see, uh, watch that entire interview. Do go see Free Guy. And do stick around for these like next 90 seconds or whatever for, for Sean. Definitely do. We'll see you next week. I have to compliment you again for reigning in because everyone in this movie, there is, there's Ryan, there's Jody, who we know, obviously from Killing Eve, there's Taika Waititi, all these uh, fantastic comedians who I guess for most viewers, they would associate them with something that's a bit more adult um whereas in this it's it's fantastic that like i know i have younger cousins who are like i'm so excited to bring them to see this but like is there it was it difficult to like rein them in from i guess they're more adults aimed tendencies the only person in this movie and and you know i like making shows and movies that that generationally people can watch together right it's true of stranger things it's true of night at the museum um I wanted a movie that could be for you and your cousins, who I'm guessing mm -hmm. are much younger than you. And yet uh, the only one who I had to rein in is Ryan Reynolds. Ryan has spent a lot of time honing that Deadpoolian tone, which is very R. And so maybe once a week, Ryan would start improvising. I'm like, whoa, 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 buddy. Easy does it there, Wade Wilson. We're making free guy. And he would remember, oh, that's right. This is PG-13. We're going to clean up the language. And there's a few moments where we push up against the edges. Uh -huh. And in fact, there's a few jokes that are pretty dirty if you actually think about them. But he's saying it with the optimism of this like four-year-old boy in a man's body. And so we get away with a lot. But only Ryan went a little too adult sometimes. You're listening to The Big Reviewski on Joe with Chicago Town. Pizza? Yeah, we go to town on it. <laughs> <laughs>